everything happens for a reason. I also believe that. In August, the Beirut blast happened. And then we all thought that we had to do something. This cannot go unnoticed from us as the Beirut marathoners. So what we did is we started venturing into virtual events, okay. virtual events. Okay. But the story behind this is we made medals, glass medals out of the glass that was shattered out of the Beirut blast. And we were successful in collecting around $55,000 and donating it 100% to the Lebanese Red Cross that were on the ground helping with the Beirut blast. And the story behind the glass yeah. Is, yeah. is actually what got us back into the office on volunteer basis. And a year after that, we opened our offices again. This is the Metal Set. Hi, this is Dawn, an ultra cyclist and sports PR specialist. And I'm Afshan, an endurance athlete and journalist. And we're on a quest to bring you stories of tenacity, courage, and metal. From athletes in the Middle East and beyond. Hey listeners, it's Afshan. Six months back, I decided to sign up for the Beirut International Marathon, which is just around the corner on November 13th. I only started running in December of 2021, after resisting the sport for the longest time, assuming I would not love it how wrong I was. But I knew that if I ever did a full marathon, my first would also be a way to experience a new Middle Eastern country. The Beirut Marathon being one of the most anticipated sporting events in the region and one with an amazing origin story behind it felt like a no-brainer. The marathon was established in 2003 by Mayil Khalil, who wanted to bring the running culture to Lebanon. But that's not all. May also saw this as an event which was a unifying factor for people from all religions, all cultures and all walks of life. In the first part of our bonus episodes documenting my road to the marathon, I'm delighted to have Francisois Nehme, the head of operations there, to talk about the circumstances under which this marathon was born, its vision and message of peace, its success over the years, this year's gorgeous route that will allow you to experience the landmarks and life of the city, the international pacers flying in for the first time, and all the events around race weekend. I've been told that there is also an official carb loading past the party before the race. So let's get into it. Francoise, thank you so much for taking the time out to speak to us about the Beirut International Marathon. Thank I know we were supposed to have May El Khalil, who's got a very yes. inspiring story on how she started this marathon. But I know you're sitting in for her because she's called away for something. And thank you so yes. much for taking the time out. So first, I'd like to tell you a little bit about myself. I'm Afshan. I'm an athlete and I'm an endurance athlete. And this year I decided that I wanted to do a marathon. And I wanted to do something that wasn't in the UAE where I am based at the moment. And I was like, oh, where else can I go in the Middle East? And I do have a couple of friends who have done the Beirut Marathon in the past. And they were like, well, if you're starting with a marathon, I think it has to be the Beirut International Marathon. So amazing. So we will see you with us on the 13th. Absolutely. I am doing the marathon on the 13th. Yay. And I am coming with a very nice group of people who are also doing the marathon from Dubai. So I'm pretty sure you do get a lot of participants from Dubai. So this year may not be any different. Yes, we have a 5 foot 2 training program, mm -hmm. which it's in its ninth edition this year. 
Right. And it's for the first time that we have a group of 542 from Dubai and Abu Dhabi that will be training in Dubai. They've been training for five months yeah. and they will come with us and run for the first time ever. So this That's year, the Dubai team is special. That's amazing. Uh, and this morning, actually, I was talking to a friend who has done the marathon in 2018. And she was like, oh, if you are speaking to me, please tell her that it was a very special one for me because it was also her first. And mm -hmm. she absolutely enjoyed the vibe there, which I'm also looking forward to. And she said that she's really inspired also by what the message of the marathon is. So just to start off the conversation, can you tell me a little bit about how it came about, how the marathon was set up by her and a little bit about the message behind the marathon? The story of the Beirut Marathon is a very special one. We're not a private company that organizes marathons like most of the marathons around the world. We're an NGO that started in 2002 after a horrific accident that May was in. She was training to run a marathon herself. And while she was training on one of the long runs, a bus came and hit her and dragged her and pushed her into a wall. And she was bound to the hospital bed for two years. And she underwent around 35 to 40 operations to be able to walk again. Mm -hmm. She was in a, in a coma for a long period of time as well. But uh, when she was in hospital and she was recovering throughout the two years, she always thought that everything happens for a reason. And out of her accident, there must be a, a hidden message. And the doctor told her that you can no longer run, but you can walk, but you can no longer run marathons and do sports. So she thought, well... If I cannot run, then why can't I organize a marathon for Lebanon to run for me and for the Lebanese people? And this is how the story began. She started organizing and planning for a marathon from her hospital bed. This was back in 2002. 2002, the NGO was registered and the first marathon that took place in Lebanon was in 2003. Right. So this is, in a nutshell, the story of our marathon. But And uh, do you remember, were you with them at that time? Do you know how many participants showed up, what the vibe was? How was I was it? not with them, but I know the whole story because I've been with the Beirut Marathon in 2000, since 2016. Right. And we live it every day. The first edition was for 6,000 people and okay. it was free of charge and open to everyone. Right. And we got people from all over Lebanon to come and get introduced to what a marathon is. Okay. Like the concept of the marathon in Lebanon didn't exist. Like when you say marathon, they would think, yes, we'll go run for a bit and just leave. They didn't know what a 42.195 is. They didn't yeah. know yeah. what long distance running was. And this is how we introduced long distance running to the Lebanese community. And then from there, how have you seen it grow since then? And I know that in 2009, it was accredited as well. Yeah. And it became an international marathon. So tell us a li little bit about that journey, how it's grown, how you've seen participants. Like, I mean, initially you said the participants were from Lebanon in particular. And then it's, yeah. it's become an international marathon. So tell us a little bit about that growth. Yeah. So as I said, we started with 6,000 people, a free of charge event, more like a festival to introduce Lebanon to long distance running. But slowly and surely, people started getting the notion of what long distance running is. And they started training for it. And they put it on the calendar. And bit by bit, we started having international advocates where they started spreading the story of 
the Beirut Marathon journey and started inviting people to come to Lebanon and run. Since we are a very old city, the race course is very unique and it has a lot of landmarks. So people wanted to come and run in the streets of Beirut. And slowly from 6,000 people in 2018, we became 50,000 people. Wow. And we started with one race. We ended up with 11 races on the same day. So we had a marathon, half a marathon, relay races, 5K for kids, 5K for mentally challenged, para-athletes on hand cycles, 1K run with mom. So we had 11 races on the same day and 50,000 people coming for one day to celebrate running and the power of sports. And we started getting like people from abroad getting interested in Beirut and they wanted to come to the Middle East. So we had roughly around 5,000 people that came and ran with us. And when we became accredited silver label, and there's only two races in the Middle East that are um, silver labeled, and Beirut is one of them, we put ourselves on the international running map. Yeah. And that's yeah. when we're starting getting like notice. And people started like putting Lebanon as one of the favorite uh, courses because we're not the fastest, but we're the most scenic. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you run Beirut, you go through so many like heritage streets and buildings and landmarks. And it's fun. It's not a dull course. Right. right. This is why people wanted to come. And of course, the food. <laughs> Let me give you a bit of an insight on this. So the group that I'm running with, my friends that I'm, who I'm running with, we have a group. Uh, we have a WhatsApp group and an Instagram group. And the only thing we do right now is share like food pics and food. <laughs> exactly. You know, that is the anticipation. We are like, this is what we're going to do before the marathon. And this is what we're going to do after the marathon. We're just going to eat our way through Beirut, right? So, so, so I, you're going to come back with a medal, a t-shirt and a few kilos here and there. Exactly. Which, I mean, as endurance athletes, that's what we want. We want all the cards anyways, right? So yeah, I mean, in terms of the nationalities that you've seen, you know, tell yeah. us a little bit about that and the message, because I think there's a very nice unifying message behind the marathon itself. So tell us the nationalities that you see, the different sorts of people that come for the marathon and, you know, what that vibe and energy is. Yes, our biggest event before COVID and the political situation in Lebanon, we had up to 112 nationalities in all our races. Wow. So imagine that. We had people that never heard of Beirut before come and run. They heard from their friends about Beirut and they heard that the marathon is an amazing event to be part of. So we had people from, I'm going to talk about this year, for example, we have a big group from the States. Imagine crossing 24-hour flights to come to Lebanon just for that four hours or three hours. We have big groups coming from Latvia, Romania, even from Australia, from China. I can name a lot, but yeah. they're coming either with friends, with family. Some of them are bringing their kids because they want to run the marathon. And then when they finish the marathon, they want to run the 5K with their kids. Nice. So it's like a running festival, if you want to call it that. And, and honestly, after what we've been through here in Lebanon for the last three years, it's honoring to have people come and support Beirut because this is the whole campaign of this year. The campaign is called I Am Beirut, which is calling people back to come to Beirut right. after the COVID and after the collapse of the banking system and after the blast that took place in 2020 that destroyed half of the city. 
the whole point of Beirut Marathon is to bring joy and fun and colors and laughters and making memories again in the streets of Beirut. Do you have a story from any of the previous editions, especially, you know, when Beirut in the middle was going through a very tough time, still is, you know, that kind of reinforced why you were doing what you were doing with the Beirut Marathon. Is there any story from the marathon? Is there any success that you saw? It doesn't have to be the first person who finished the marathon, but any story that just basically renewed your faith in what you're doing with the marathon. I'm not sure if you know that, but in 2020, in May, after COVID, and after we had to cancel our 2019 edition, we closed our offices. So we were uh, a team of 35 people. And we had to close our offices because COVID was just coming in and there was no point of us organizing uh, public events or marathons because it was being canceled all over the world. So we all went home. We had nothing to do. And everything happens for a reason. I also believe that. In August, the Beirut blast happened. And then we all thought that we had to do something. This cannot go unnoticed from us as the Beirut marathoners. So what we did is we started venturing into virtual events, virtual events. But the story behind this is we made medals, glass medals out of the glass that was shattered out of the Beirut glass. And we were successful in collecting around $55,000 and donating 100% to the Lebanese Red Cross that were on the ground helping with the Beirut blast. And the story behind the glass yeah. Is, yeah. is actually what got us back into the office on volunteer basis. And a year after that, we opened our offices again. So out of a tragic event, the yeah. Beirut Marathon was reborn again. And we opened our offices and we're now a team of five. We're not 35, we're a team of five. Yeah. But we're doing the work of 35 people. But at least we brought back running back to Beirut. After last year's successful marathon, because that's when you came back. Tell us a little bit about the route firstly, because that's what I'm looking forward to. (laughs) So this year, we will be celebrating our 20th anniversary. Oh, congratulations as well. And this year, it will be our first international comeback. We were able to secure the silver label. We're still accredited as silver label. And this year, we have a lot of internationals who are coming on board, be it runners or be it pacers. So this is the first year also that we have an international pace team led by the pace team manager of the London Marathon. So they are coming also on board to be part of this. That's fantastic. Yeah. So if you want to run at a certain pace and finish, you have someone to run with. Amazing. The course starts from the Beirut waterfront and it goes through the Corniche. The Corniche is... seaside for niche so you will be running for like approximately seven kilometers by this by the sea you will see fishermen you will see lighthouse you will see a lot of heritage buildings on the left side so you will do a u-turn at the big ferris wheel and come back once you cross the start line to go into jamaisi jamaisi is where the big blast happened but it's also reconstructed but you would see a lot of beautiful colorful uh, buildings that are also very old this is where all the restaurants are as well so you will be running and eating there afterwards you will go into also the Bayi seaside which is also by the sea so you will run around 10k next to the seaside right. uh, you will go through Burj Hamoud which is the Armenian quarter there's mm-hmm. also nice food there 
and come back through Pastor Street, which all is all awesome. the motivation on, at every corner <laughs> to keep running. <laughs> this year, for the first time, we have 35 cheering stations planted across the course. Wow. So every two, two to three kilometers, you will have someone cheering you on, music, DJs. It's going to be an entertaining course as well. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And yeah. in terms of the participation this year, how many yeah. people are participating in the race this year? We have 1,000 marathon runners. Okay. We okay. have 1,500 half marathon runners. We have 1,500 10K runners. And we have 7,000 5K runners. So in total, they are around 11, 11 and a half thousand. And is this your biggest marathon edition yet? Since 2018, yes. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Last, last year, we had 7,000. Okay. But this year, we have 11,500. Right. And hopefully, fingers crossed, next year, we will go back to 30,000. Right. And now in the lead up, because we're so close, like I train and I can see my calendar, right? Every day I look at my calendar and I'm like, oh, this marathon's creeping closer to us. Yeah. I guess it's the same with you as you work to kind of put it all together. How is it? How's the feel in the office, you know, now that it's so close and just around the corner? It's actually, it's like a big puzzle that you put together. We yeah. start with five people organizing everything six months ahead. Yeah. But now we are close to around 450 people working on the ground to put this big puzzle together. Yeah. Every day we have meetings, site visits, field visits, Zoom calls, Zoom meetings. So we're super excited to have that large number of runners come back to the streets. Yeah. And honestly, it's like it gives you this euphoric feeling that you're doing something for the country. It's not just a running event. You run, close the streets and go back home. No. Like people talk about the marathon like months after it's gone and people make memories and the culture of running, it's still new to Lebanon, even after 20 years. Mm -hmm. So we have roughly around 500 people that are running their first marathon ever in and Lebanon. Oh, wow. Not, not to mention the internationals. Yeah. So I see a lot of tears, a lot of laughter, a lot of hugs at the finish line because they mentally and physically accomplished the like what they have been training for for the last five or six months yeah that's awesome I mean I'm absolutely looking forward to it and I really appreciate you taking out the time my final question to you is overall what can people expect this year if you had to put it sum it up for me in one sentence what would it be it will be us celebrating 20 years of unity, of creating peace runners, of putting Beirut on the international map and just being together on that one day. We have a lot of things planned for race week, which starts on Thursday all the way up to Sunday. Wow. So for everyone running a marathon, they're going to be super busy. So on Friday, if you're arriving on Thursday or Friday, we have a celebration from 5 o'clock till 8.30 where we have a big party planned for all the marathon runners. It's going to be in a, in a club, okay. but it's going to be an early one. It, uh, we're going to have like music and celebrations and award ceremony. And we're going to have around 1,000 invitees with us, including the 42K runners. Saturday, we have a pasta party for also for carb loading. <laughs> we're going to eat it. We're going to send you all the <laughs> And on race day, we have a big entertainment schedule planned for the start line and the gathering area. 
We have the award ceremony at 10.30. The event will be broadcasted live on the MTV as well. So yeah, we're going to keep you busy. And we have a welcome run with a running influencer who's coming from uh, the UK. His name is Haroon Mota. I'm not sure if you know him. Right. He's going to do a 5K meet and greet. Nice. Welcome run on Friday, I guess. And we have Meet the Pacers on Saturday during the big pickup. So you get to meet all the Pacers coming from abroad. And if you want to run with one, you can uh, ask your questions, meet them and get to know them better. Great. Amazing. Thank you so much for giving us a rundown on what to expect, uh, not just Thank during you. race day, but like just everything around it. And it seems like a big energetic vibe that we yes. are going to kind of fly into so thank you so much thank you for taking out the time to discuss it thank with you us. For having us we look forward to arriving uh, imminently <laughs> and looking forward to seeing you thank you so much for listening today we hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did we ask that you please share it with family teammates friends and even frenemies or share via social media please also leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast Five stars only. And visit us on themetalset.com for more stories and resources. Thanks again for listening. Your support means the world to us. This is The Metal Set.